0: You're listening to Clouser on Business. Thanks for coming back. I'm Clouser, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Our topic today is on websites, not the design aspect. However, that is important, but more on how to track and use the data your website is presenting to you. I was out a few days ago having a cup of coffee with my friend and business associate, and I asked him what he felt he did best. Because from my view, I felt he was a SEO expert. I was surprised to hear how he described what he does, and after seeing firsthand from some examples of his work, I told him I had to have him on the podcast. So I have with me today, Ricky Russ. Welcome to the podcast, Ricky. Hey. Why don't you tell our listeners about yourself and how you arrived at doing what you do for your clients, and uh, I know you're an author of several books, uh, so be sure that you tell our listeners about those as well.
1: Yeah, so regarding my books, they actually came from paying attention to data as well. I started writing three years ago and been doing design for about 15. And halfway through um, doing the design, I started to learn about analytics. So in 2008, 2009, that was mainly Google Analytics. And I started paying attention to that, started learning that, implementing it into the things I was doing. And so from that point on, everything I tried to do was data-driven. So any type of idea I had, any type of campaign project, I would always start with data. And whatever that told me is normally what I would turn around and, and try to do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, where does the authorship uh, part of you come into play? How did you get into writing books? Yeah, so I was paying attention a lot to uh, different data points, and, and I would, I found that the things I was writing about were the same as um, conversations I would have with people, and they kind of they cross over a lot. And so I would say, hey, I have a pretty good idea on something I should write, and the data's already there that people are interested in it because I can look online and see that. And so I started to get ideas based on that. I see. Okay, very good. Hey, so, Ricky, uh,
0: who do you like to work with as clients? I mean, who, who would we see you be working with?
1: Normally, anybody who who has a website who is is struggling to see any type of growth online, there are a lot of people out there who already have organic growth, um, say a farmer's market type of thing or word of mouth, but people who have a website and they're struggling to understand it, um, anytime you can turn around and put data into that or if they already have data to explain it to them, those type of clients, you can normally learn a lot about their business. So uh and I, I wanna be sure
0: that uh I've explained what you do uh accurately. So you you really don't do web design but you go in and help people that have a website already established. I, I think there's probably a misnomer in business that okay I can put up a website, hey I'm in business and you know you know, come on traffic, you know, right. come to my website. Right. So is that so so when you go in, uh, you know, what's your approach with a business that, uh, that has asked you to come in and help them?
1: Right. So the number one question I get from, from people is normally, what do you think of my website? And normally I tell them it doesn't matter or it's irrelevant. Um, let's find out what the data says. Um, because one of the ugliest websites in the world is Craigslist. And it's been that way since 1995, but there's a reason why it looks the way it does. And so normally with anybody's website, I won't give an initial opinion. I'll say, if you don't have data, let's plug data in. And if you do, let me take a look at it, and we can make a strategic plan based around that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we, so you're, you're into analytics. So what type of analytics are out there, and, uh, you know, how can they help a business owner? And, uh, you know, you as a trusted advisor uh, – you know to your client you know how do so how do you actually help them then with uh, understanding what's going on on the back side of their uh, website
1: right so uh, google analytics a lot of people will say well we have analytics but I don't, that doesn't always mean they understand it so to be able to explain that to them because these days there's so many tools out there even in comparison to five years ago the fact that you can learn user behavior uh Not just where they're coming from, like, say, Facebook or Twitter, but how they got there and where they were located, when they found you, uh, what type of device they were using, what browser. All this stuff plays a big part, uh, especially in a demographic. Um, If you have a a nonprofit whose demographic is mainly 55 and older and they're coming from uh, Windows XP and they're using Internet Explorer, and have hardly any mobile traffic, well, that tells you a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's those kind of things normally to where once you understand either A, uh, who is coming to the website, or B, who you want to come there, you can make uh, a really quick strategic plan of how you should either reach out to them or how you can pull them in.
0: Yeah. So you're, so one, one, uh, uh, one thing you're measuring is then – who, who's coming, okay? What are some other things that you're measuring for the client uh, in terms of their data on their website?
1: Yeah, so there's a, there's a metric out there that many people are aware of. It's called a bounce rate. So my, my quick definition when I explain it to people is somebody lands on your website, they don't scroll, they don't click, they either hit the back, the back button or they, they X out. And so the higher the bounce rate, the the bigger of a problem that is. If you're over 40% bounce rate, that's um, some people use the word alarming. Mm -hmm. If you're under 20%, normally that's really good. And so there's times where I'll hit autopilot on the campaign or what's ever going on so that can continue to go. But once you understand, again, uh, how people are are coming there, how they got there, um, it tells you a whole lot about your business and where you should go with it. So the
0: bounce rate would be uh, a measurement of how long someone is staying on my website then?
1: No, normally it's um, they land there in under 10 seconds, they're out of there. I see. So the person who stays longer than 10 and they engage, if it be a click, uh, if it be a scroll, um, that's normally the engagement rate. So you could say a bounce rate versus um, your website being sticky or engaging. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
0: I've always been taught that, uh, you know, the down deeper into your website someone goes is a good indication that they may have a pretty uh, sincere interest in whatever that product or the content of your
1: uh, website is. Yeah, there's one data tool out there that will, it's called a scroll map. So, it'll actually show you the hot spot on the page where where people navigate to or, or, or stay or make a decision opposed to the sections that they never go. So the darker the scroll map gets, um, the less people who are going there, and that tells you quickly uh, where you should move certain elements. Maybe it's a call to action. It's a contact form. It's a button, whatever it may be, so you can find out what people are actually doing.
0: Yeah. So if I had you come in and and help me with my website and take a look at uh, the activity that's coming in, uh, you do your you know you do your assessment. Then you come back to me as the owner of the company. Uh, what are you going to talk to me about? I mean, and what are you you know what are you going to try to help me with? I mean, that's, I know that's a broad question, but yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I think the best way to answer that is with a story Um, because I have many case studies since 2008 of doing this, 10 years. Mm -hmm. There was a time where I was contacted by an interior, exterior painter, and uh, he said he needed a a new website, and I asked why. And he said, well, a lot of my competition is still in the yellow pages, so I'm thinking if I'm online, I'll generate more leads. And I said, okay, well, let's find out if that's true. I didn't turn around and say, you're right, because we don't know until we have data. So I built a new website for him collected the data, and I was paying attention to it on a daily basis, and I kept seeing a certain key phrase or keyword that people were searching, and they found him, and the the keyword was popcorn ceiling removal, and I didn't know what that was at the time. So I called him up, and I said, hey, um, can you tell me what popcorn ceiling removal is? So he told me, and I said, well, it's fascinating because there's a lot of people who are searching for that, but my question is, why didn't you ever give me any popcorn ceiling data or content and he was like well i've been doing it for 25 years i kind of forgot about it i said well here here's the piece on this you'll find it really interesting is 25 years ago 10 years ago 15 years ago whatever it may be there were times if you need a popcorn ceiling you grab the yellow pages and you turn to the painting section because you knew it was kind of included well, these days with Google, you can search anything. You can get super specific, super granular with what people search. So people will search popcorn ceiling removal, Wilsonville, Oregon. They'll get that specific. So anyways, um, I took this data, and I, and I put it back into the website. And next thing you know, more people were coming to the website looking for popcorn ceiling removal. So because of the data, and I saw that none of this competition were, was capitalizing on it at all, I was able to make a strategic decision and say, hey, I bet you anything if we built, I said, don't laugh at me, all right? But if we built a strategic landing page or a second website for popcorn seal and removal, I think I think you'd get a lot of traffic mm-hmm. based on what the data is telling. And sure enough, so we he, he bought into it because he saw the data. It wasn't just a good idea. So we launched this website, did a little bit of work on it. And two to three months later, he was getting more leads for popcorn ceiling removal than he was for getting interior exterior painting. Right. And so, from that, the other cool part about it was uh, he contacted me later and said, "Hey, I need two more websites." And I was like, "I'm confused. Tell me why." And he said, "Well, because the reason why is because he was he was he showed up on all the search results within his area. So, like, if you're talking Portland, so it'd be Beaverton." will Wilson, all the cities around it.
0: Yeah, so uh, I wanted you to, if you can, uh, share a little bit about something that you were showing me a number of weeks ago about a, uh, I think it might have been a health-related uh, website where uh, the organization was trying to drive business or trying to drive attention, if you will, to a particular aspect of what their offering was. But uh, through your analysis, they you found that they actually were going somewhere else first, and then maybe, can you speak, can you talk about that a little bit? You don't you don't have to divulge who the client is. Right, Just, um, right. Yeah,
1: the program that was for the website was prescription assistance, and so it was a, a rather new niche market at the time for how the demographic they were going after and to get those people to come to the website and what they would do. And so before anybody engaged with the call to action, the giant button that we put there first... They wanted to learn more about it. So whereas we we wanted them to engage by clicking the button, they took the secondary option and said, we want to learn about it more first. And because we're tracking that, we could see how many people went to the secondary opposed to the primary. So after we saw that, we re-engineered it, basically switched it over, and the giant button instead was talking about learn more about this program. So when they clicked on that and then went to that next landing page, after they learned about it, we had the engage button there, and the metrics were fifty percent better because we educated them. And once they were educated, then they said, "Oh, I'm willing to engage." Opposed to it were the other way. If they they weren't able to be educated in this environment that we set up, they would bounce. They would hit the back button because they didn't know why they should engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know uh, that brings up a good point
0: too. I, I think that you mentioned earlier. Uh, I think a business needs to be aware of, uh, you know, the, obviously the age population of their uh, customers or clients or those who might be inquiring on their website uh, to being able to to easily navigate. I've been on sites where I really wanted to do something, but then I couldn't find the uh, "Dane" button or or the place to click to move on to the next step. So, how how important is it to a business to be sure that they're uh, their website
1: is designed and uh, easily to uh, maneuver through. Right. So going back to uh, a nonprofit company I worked for where their demographic was 50, 55 and older, and we saw most of them were coming from a Windows desktop environment, the website could look one way. But the second we started to do more of a marketing campaign that went to like, a younger demographic, all of a sudden, we started getting more mobile traffic. And because of that, the website wasn't, at the time, the one they designed wasn't set up in a way where it was mobile-friendly. So as they wanted people to act a certain way that worked on desktop, it didn't work the same way on, on a mobile phone. Because the call to action, instead of being horizontal across the page on a mobile device, everything stacks vertically. And so they never even saw what they came to get. And they know if they hit the back button, there's nine... Ten other results right there on Google for them. Mm-hmm. So
0: uh, here's a kind of a maybe an odd question, but do any of the measurements that you take uh, and analyze shed any light on any other aspects of the business? I mean, toward the business's mission or in their operations? Do I guess maybe what my question is: Do business uh, owners management find out something about their business through you, you know your analytic research?
1: Yeah, so there's many times where the call to action, the button, whatever the website may have, people may not be interested in that. So then what do you do? So if you're a wealth management firm and you want people to engage with 401K, but they don't really care about it, what do you do then? Mm -hmm. So there are different routes you can go if you pay pay attention to the data. You can say, well, maybe our wording was off maybe they didn't understand our wording maybe instead of putting a bunch say 500 500 words of text we put a video there and test that so there's different things you can do to find out quickly either what people are interested in or where they came from because where they came from if it was a social media site or something else maybe it's talking differently about your company and so to be able to do this in real time you know over a weekend over the course of you know a week and to quickly find and then re-engineer the website, move things around, tells you a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh,
0: you know, the big term is uh, SEO. So where does uh, that fit into the picture? And uh, and I hear a lot of people talk about trying to get their uh, website up as the first uh, response when they do a search. Uh, So how how does that all play into the picture, Ricky?
1: Right. For me, SEO is always secondary because I have a lot of people who will say I need SEO or we need to be number one here or whatever that may be. And my question to them is always, well, what are you optimizing for? So for those who don't know SEO, search engine optimization, hoping to be higher on the results of Google, Bing, whatever it may be. But a lot of times people won't even know what they're optimizing for or what they may want to optimize for. Nobody's even looking for so the reason I say it's secondary is your current website, if you just get data tools in place and watch it for a month or two months to see what's going on, then you can say, hey, good thing we didn't drop $5,000, 10000 on SEO because what we were going to optimize for, nobody cares about or nobody's interested in. But here's what we did find while combing through the data, that people are actually looking for this, a certain type of financing, certain types of houses if you're in real estate, whatever it may be, and then turn around and say, I think there's something here. Let's turn around and optimize for that because the demand is already there. Yeah. So uh, where does uh,
0: having the right content on your website play into this? I mean, what I'm saying is uh, how important is it to have the right keywords uh, that will maybe cause your site to come up when,
1: when it's searched, you know, something searched? Right. So again, it goes back to data. So if you find out what people are looking for and there's a big need there to have the right content there back to the popcorn ceiling example, more people are looking for popcorn ceiling in this certain area because the home's where he was doing his work were in the 70s and early 80s, and that's where the popcorn ceiling was. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second he put more popcorn ceiling content on there, it just got him automatically, organically optimized for that. It was just it just happened by itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know
0: if I'd been smart enough. Uh, I lived in homes with that type of uh, ceilings, but I'm not sure if I'd been smart enough mm-hmm. to know uh, known to search for popcorn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, so, uh, hey, without giving away any of your secret sauce, uh, if there would be one thing a business should be doing in regards to their website and analytics, uh, what should that be, Ricky?
1: I would say get have a conversation with somebody. It could be someone you already have in-house uh, on your next. Uh, when you go out looking for any type of marketing, make sure data is always part of the conversation. Make sure there's at least Google Analytics in there and make sure that somebody understands every component of it, because it shows gender, it shows age, it shows so many different things these days. And so to have those in there. And then there's next level tools out there that will show you, um, it'll almost record user behavior like a DVR, each user who lands on the website. Uh, there's There's another tool out there that is called a heat map. So it'll actually show you the actual, if you think of a website like, GPS like long, longitude and latitude. There are tools out there that will show you the actual points on the website where people clicked. And so to understand where people are going, imagine if you had three boxes with three buttons on your homepage, and there's a kind of equal behavior, but to see what age, what gender, um, what type of device fits Samsung or Apple and where they're clicking all of a sudden you're able to aggregate all that together and tell a pretty good story on how to, to go out and remarket. it. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, so, uh, uh, we're out of, out of time for today. I'm sorry, Ricky, but, uh, th- thanks for c- coming and being on with us today. And, uh, I know for me it's a confusing topic sometimes, so that's why I, I use people like yourself and some other people that handle my website for me. But uh, if people want to contact you regarding analytics, what's the best way for them to do this? The,
1: the, the best two options would be my website, which is rickyruss.com, uh, and also by email. Email is always the best for me, which would be rr at
0: Okay. And uh, back to the books that you, you've uh, authored, where, where would people find your books?
1: Same place. I put all of my books on my website opposed to Amazon only because I'm going back to data again. So if I have all my books on my website, I'm able to see when people come to my website, who clicks on which book and quickly be able to say this age, this gender, um, this part of the country or this city, people are most interested in book number two or book number three. And so again, I put everything I can on my own website because I have full control of the data.
0: Yeah, very good. Hey, well, uh, thanks for being with us today. Uh, remember to tell your friends about us. We can be found on iTunes, TuneIn, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and always at ClouserOnBusiness.com. Well, all for now, you've been listening to Clouser on business.